What do professionals do again? Oh, nice. That they, was uh, not a professional. I actually they, made they, contact. They counted down right in your face. Yeah. Good afternoon, evening, and morning, everyone. This is Common Man's Common Sense. We're going to start off with a story to expound upon last week. Rex's story about uh, the Netflix special, Dave Chappelle's uh, Netflix special on uh, where he... What was the name of that That special? Uh, the Closer. His the, newest the one closer. was The Closer, yeah. Is a headline on Breitbart. Netflix CEO now says he screwed up defending Dave Chappelle calling out the two SLGBTQQIA plus agenda. Good <laughs> God. Yeah. Is that is that new? I, I think that's, I'm pretty sure, like, like that's in jest, surely. Oh, my God, man. So, two Qs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, let's see. They, he, but, uh, so... <clears throat> this bright bar caving to the mutiny uh, people have pushed within his own company. Netflix uh, co-CEO Ted Sarandos now claims he quote screwed up when defending comedian Dave Chappelle against the two L- two SLGBTQQIA plus activists. Out- There's no P in there. Outraged over his explosive stand-up special, The Closer. According to Sarandos, his defense of Chappelle should have been led with more quote led with more humanity by acknowledging the quote pain and hurt his employees were feeling due to the company's decision to host Chappelle's special. I screwed up that internal communication. I did that, and I screwed up, screwed up in two ways, Sarandos told Variety in an interview on Tuesday. First and foremost, I should have led with a lot more humanity. I had a group of employees who were definitely feeling pain and hurt from a decision we made, he added, and I think that needs to be acknowledged up front before you get into the nuts and bolts of anything. I didn't do that. I don't, know, I, that you, I don't like, know that you can say nuts and bolts anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> no. So, like, I don't know. Immediately, I'm just thinking, like, me and Rex, we, we, we worked with each other for years at, at an automotive place. And um, I, I just don't remember in all those years anybody's feelings for any reason being taken into account for anything business or I don't understand and, why. why and such the a, thing is, like, this guy's going on a massive apology tour. And I told you last week, I really don't know why. Because this this new stand like his new stand up was so non controversial. I mean, most of it was a story about one of his transgender friends. Yeah, and and they're calling him he's transphobic and and all of this stuff. Like he he literally talks about having a transgender friend, and it, it's it's just kind of silly. But there was a lot of people that were uh, within the the Netflix group that did a a walkout or or yeah. something like that. Um, yeah, so they staged a protest at Netflix and, and walked out of the building. Yes. Yeah. So, and I'm sure there was lots of, you know, snowflakes and L's and G's and B's and, and T's. There was probably lots of them that walked out. Is there really, or is there just a bunch of millennials and, and whatnot that their feelings are hurt over anything and they, they really think this is a, a, a transgression against anybody? I think it's a bunch of snowflakes that have never really truly faced any kind of real adversity. Yes, you I, people wouldn't yes. know adversity if it hit you in the face. It would literally have to hit you in the face before you knew that was adversity. And there was one, well, one that I heard of. It was another comedian that came to Dave Chappelle's aid that just had a sign that said, Dave's funny. Yeah. And they, I and, saw them attacking that guy. Like there was, there They was tore his sign all yeah. to pieces. And like, they, which I was it was in a comment section. I, I may have actually been this one. I think I think it was the one on Breitbart. You got militant LGBTQ plus QQ twos, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like tell, tearing this guy's freaking sign, tearing sign his sign all the pieces. Yeah. So I, I was in a comment section, and 
there was a com- like the 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 commenter uh, had a rainbow flag as their avatar, and uh, uh, I can't remember uh, verbatim. Uh, yeah, but it was something to the fact that you know Dave's very mediocre, and um, he's attacking a whole subset of the population. Um, and so my retort was like a whole subset of the population isn't allowed to circumvent any single individual's right to free speech. That's the bigger travesty. And not only that, like Dave Chappelle, this might not be Dave Chappelle's best work, but I know that Dave Chappelle in the comedy world, and I think rightly so, is he's pretty iconic. He's done some extremely funny and pretty far out there things like the, uh, the Black Klansmen would come, you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, he was like, Clayton Bigsby. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's one of the funniest ones. Yeah. And I mean, uh, Who's that offensive to? If you could ever, everyone. If you could ever look up uh, his take, remember the guy that played Kramer. I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember his name. Uh, but either way, yeah, I can't. The remember. The guy that, that played Kramer freaked out at, at uh, whatever the Comedy Zone or whatever it is. Yeah. It's, I think it's a place in Los Angeles. It's a real popular comedy club, and there, he had a, a black heckler. So he went off, dropping the end bomb, just went on a, a racist tirade about black people, and so Kramer's at that same venue years later. He's like, man, every time I'm here. You know, and, and he goes through it, man. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Like, there, I could never do it justice. Therefore, I wouldn't try to, to replicate it. But man, it it was one. It, if you just search on uh, YouTube, or preferably Rumble, uh, it's uh, Dave Chappelle Kramer, and, and man, it's it's good stuff, dude. If you don't laugh, I'll give you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I I can't believe. As much stuff as Netflix does, because that's one of the main reasons I can Netflix years ago, and me and you talked about it at the time, like, I'm going through there, like, this is even before I had children, so it's been a long, long time. Um, gay stuff would start to pop up in, like, a gay section, so yes. I called Netflix and uh, and told them, I don't, I don't want this on here. I need you to remove that, whatever you got to do, or I'm going to cancel, and it was removed. It, it, so maybe a year later, it came back. I called, they removed it. And then it after that it was like a cascade of gay stuff, and so I man I've I'm, I've had enough and yeah. we just deleted it. So and I've canceled mine too, but I have access to one that yeah. I pay zero dollars for. <laughs> so I do I do the same thing. Yeah, like I'm not paying for your stuff, dude. Uh, where else am I gonna watch Star Trek: The Next Generation for free? I mean, can I get a high five on that? Can didn't, I get a didn't man? one of those guys just come I, out as gay? Trying no, no. Yeah. I said, no, listen to me. I, I thought, said. The next generation? I don't know the difference between this Will generation and well, that came generation. out as gay. That's your problem. Okay. <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> yeah. Cancel that. Donald Trump announces launch of his own social media platform that will fight, quote, fight back against the tyranny of big tech. Truth Social. President Trump has officially announced that he will be launching his very own social media platform, which will be called Truth Social. The much-anticipated service is expected to go online sometime in early 2022 and is meant to be a direct assault against big tech's crippling censorship that has continuously ramped up since Trump was booted off the internet 10 months ago. But great things come to those who wait. The, quote, big big orange meanie will finally, once again, be free to melt liberal snowflakes on a daily basis. Quote, I created Truth Social Media and TMTG to stand up to the tyranny of big tech. We live in a world where the Taliban has a huge presence on Twitter, yet your favorite American president has been silenced, Trump said in the announcement. Trump will serve as the chairman in the newly formed of the newly formed Trump Media and Technology Group, which will oversee operations of Truth Social. The group explained the platform will relentlessly fight back against big tech and com- compete directly against other social networks that operate within the current liberal media consortium, which has used its unmitigated power to silence opposing voices and ideas online. 
So it will be Reverso's duty to sign us up for that. It's Common Man's Common Sense Podcast. Yes. When did what? that? Uh, when did that say it was coming out? <laughs> Early 2022 is early 2022. Yeah, uh, I'd be interested to see like day one how many people download that app. Oh, like the the people that I've texted to today have already asked how they could download it and, and have looked for it and stuff like that. So because I'm on zero social media. <laughs> And I will be on that one. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Same here. Except like like I'm on comment forums under under the um, under the show, but no, I don't I don't I don't have any social media. I had. But speaking of his social media, you know he's been using his his website as a form of, of Twitter. So he's got the the uh, what is it the announcement section on his website or the yes. news section where he releases statements. And so Colin Powell died this week, and it's it's, it's uh, worth note on Colin Powell that. Uh, he died of COVID only because there was comorbidities, but he was fully vaccinated. So the media kind of did a little switcheroo in the idea that it wasn't the comorbidities that killed him. Oh, he found it. uh, Still up. But uh, it it was the comorbidities, not COVID, because he was vaccinated. Whereas if you died of something like a heart attack and they listed as COVID, oh, no, COVID got him. But... uh, so, yeah, on a side note, that fully vaccinated didn't help Colin Powell. So, Donald Trump released a statement. And this is one of the things that, you know, pe- people thought that, that Donald Trump was so crass and mean and terrible. They didn't like his mean tweets. And so, he, this is essentially him mean tweeting on his own website. Wonderful to see Colin, Colin Powell, who made big mistakes on Iraq and famously so, so-called weapons of mass destruction, be treated in death so beautifully by the fake news media. I hope that happens to me someday. And so, people were upset that he would, they would talk about Colin Powell that way because basically that was a... A nice little cheeky slap to the face. But they demand decorum of him that they don't practice themselves. Like, they've treated him like complete dirt always in the media, never pulled any punches, and expect this guy to behave like a gentleman. I like it when he does stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. We've And we've talked about it just in personal life. We've, we've known people that, I mean, that have been dirtbags that have passed away. And the fact of the matter is, if you suck when you're alive – after you die, it doesn't change anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you I, still suck. And, and, and I'm not, I, say, I, I, I'm I not have, saying that Colin Powell's a dirtbag. I'm just saying I don't disagree with what Trump said, so take that for what it's worth. Yeah, I mean, it, it, dying doesn't absolve you. I mean, I, it, it does with Christ. I mean, it could, you know, you could go be absolved of all your sins, but as far as what you did down here on earth and what you leave, you know, the rest of us with, no, it oh, doesn't yeah. with me. Yeah, absolutely, dude. You can plant to it. are going to win. So up next we have a clip from Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. (laughs) Admitting that uh, the supply chain crisis is only going to get worse uh, through next year. Now causing everything from higher prices to longer waits for products. Moody's warns that these supply chain disruptions, quote, will get worse before they get better, unquote. Do Americans need to prepare ourselves for this to get worse before it gets better? Well, certainly a lot of the challenges that we've been experiencing this year will continue into next year, but there are both short-term and long-term steps that we can take to do something about it. Look, uh, part of what's happening isn't just the supply side, it's the demand side. 
demand is off the charts. Retail sales are through the roof. And if you think about those images of uh, ships, for example, waiting at anchor on the West Coast, you know, every one of those ships uh, is full of record amounts of goods that Americans are buying uh, because demand is up, because income is up, uh, because the president has successfully guided this economy out of the teeth of a terrifying recession. Now the issue is, even though our ports are handling more than they ever have, record amounts of goods coming through, our supply chains can't keep up. And of course, our supply chains, that's a complicated system that is mostly in private hands. And Yeah, so I don't believe one bit of that. That's, you know, it's our supply chain. It's, you know, it's uh, complex and nuanced. Like, where have we heard that before? So complicated. It's, uh, yeah, it's very complex. And this guy says that, you know, the, the supply is not there, but the demand is way, way up. I don't buy that either. We talked about it a little bit off the air, but I'm going to have to pat our show on the back. Um, a lot of things that are going on right now, even though we only do this show once a week, we were talking about this last week. And a lot of the things that are going on in the news, we were talking about last week and we were talking about uh, months before. They're talking about Joe Biden, you know, secretly flying uh, illegal immigrants into into different states and stuff. And now they're talking about it in the news. We were talking about that probably two to three months ago, I think back in August. So there, we were talking about supply chain shortages. We were talking about this guy being on uh, being absent, being on vacation, being on his little maternity leave or paternity leave, whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, I just gotta I just gotta throw that in there. You know, pat us on the back, man. But paternity by definition is yeah. uh, means is that, is that's fatherhood. Yeah. So I mean, for Grant, you could have yeah. a stepdad and stuff like that, but I don't think paternity leave is the proper uh, terminology and vernacular for for that situation. I could think of something clever, but. Uh, that that kind of that, that clip just kind of stupefied me. Like <laughs> nothing there was 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 correct, but uh, in my opinion, so there. Number one, what's going on in California has a lot to do with labor unions, a lot to do with California state law, and so this week the uh, Newsom, who just spent the last however long fighting off a recall, that's where the your eggs were all in that basket. We had footage of him leaked on conference calls with his staff getting irate because his it looked like he could lose and i think that they most likely cheated to keep him in office and so that's where he was fixated but now he signed an executive order to investigate what's going on so you're going to spend time and resources investigating instead of problem solving and and the the problem with that is is that if you had the capability to fix this, it wouldn't be in this condition to begin with. So it's either ineptitude or it's corruption. But I think, that, you know, when you start to look at some of the laws for the requirements for a truck, to, a, a big truck to even operate in the state, from what I can ascertain and from the information that I've read, you got to have a 2011 or newer truck to even be on the road out there. So there's, a, which, and that's just one of the more minute stipulations. There's so many, so much red tape in the state of California to operate that owner operators don't go out there. The labor unions have it sewed up and the labor unions are making these big demands. So when the Biden administration said they were going to make these people work 24 seven, the labor unions aren't going to make them do that. That's, that's antithetical to what they're, they're they, how they operate to begin with, but it's, it's steeped in incompetence and corruption. And so it's the, because the labor unions run, uh, they're at Savannah as well. So Savannah port's all busted up too, but they can go right down there to Jacksport 100 miles away and offload there. Jacksport's open and waiting. Ports all over Florida because of Ron DeSantis are open and waiting to receive goods. But 
why the, why that's not happening, I don't know. But one thing watching this little twerp, <clears throat> Peter Budajay. Uh, <laughs> so for those that are listening, Rex has a, a, an extreme disdain for the way I pronounce his name. And I that's had, because last <laughs> week when you pronounced it, you pronounced it all light and airy. Like it was. Well, it's it only going to get worse from here. It was Budajay. Yes. And now that I know that you doesn't you don't like that, I'm gonna like you. You had to ex, you had to inhale deep and then exhale most of the breath just to pronounce his last name. That's exactly how you pronounced it last week. My eyes At are least ro- you're being true to what to what I was saying. So anyway, he looks like well, a character from a doctor's. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh well, just a quick, you know, uh, just to touch on what you were talking about, uh, Gavin Newsom doing an internal investigation is really like it's a joke in and of itself, just because. Does that not sound a little bit like Capitol Police doing an internal investigation on the January sixth uh, event? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so so that they you know with the Ashley Babbitt and stuff. So we investigated ourselves and we found ourselves not guilty. So what do you think these people are going to find? I think they're spinning their wheels. I, and a lot of people make the accusation that this is by design and they're doing this on purpose. And I mean, it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue that they're not. I don't necessarily agree that they are, but again, it's hard to create the to, to bolster an argument they're not doing this on purpose um, as a whole. And even having this twerp in that position, he has no experience in any of this. You get thrown into the job for what reason? You take two, two what was it, two months total? Yes. This guy just took off. And there was actually a photograph. I don't know if it was real or not. My brother actually sent it to me, dude. And I couldn't find anything dispelling it, but, and it would not surprise me, but it's of him wearing, and, and so the apparatus at a minimum must be, be legitimate. They must exist because it's basically a bra with a milk bottle in it. it so the, the nipple of the milk bottle is coming out where a woman's nipple would be, and he's breastfeeding, quote unquote, breastfeeding a child. Yeah, chest feeding. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I know how we got here. I cannot believe that it's gotten this far. But when he's talking about supply chains being complex, this is a construct of globalism. They know this is complex. People with a brain have known that this was a weak system for, the long, for a very long time. And personally, I believe that it's a weak system by design. And so follow me on this rabbit trail for a minute of, of, of thinking out loud. So... Obviously, the bulk of our product is coming from China on on ships and cargo containers. So the raw materials are there, the manufacturing occurs there, and we're just the end user. Whereas it used to be that most of that stuff was domestic, and Donald Trump at least tried to, tried to get some of that stuff brought back home and then put tariffs on what he couldn't. And so I've said before, and again, just follow with me for a minute. I've talked at length about how I believe China has infused our culture with. The gay stuff. Uh, so think about it. They're trying to degender Batman right now. We talked about how they've gay. They, Superman's going to be gay with Robin and all these crazy things. China won't do any of those, for, and we know why they won't do that because they know it's detrimental to their culture as a whole. And so now that they've got all those things over there, what what. We can't just snap our fingers and bring manufacturing back here. How many young people are interested in, in wor- working at all? How many young people are interested in working in, in manufacturing? And so now, how many, how many young people are interested in jumping into logistics and helping solve this problem? None. But where are they at? You've, you've perverted these people's minds, this younger generation's mind. Is, is, they don't work that way. And so I think from start to finish, this has been an infusion of... of uh, of Chinese-driven 
propaganda and, and social engineering and construct. And I think that these politicians have been paid off to do it. We knew that the supply chain was weak. And now you're holding it up on purpose, making people suffer because some of these people are saying, oh, well, it's because people aren't vaccinated is the reason that this is happening. You've heard this. Yes. So what is, they know what the issue is. You're the most powerful people in the, people in the country. You know exactly what's going on, but you're going to be for, I know this much. You people are not, this guy is not being forthcoming with the American people. The administration is not being forthcoming with the American people. And I don't know where the Republicans are at on this issue. They're, they, they seem to be like they are everywhere else. They talk, but nothing happens. They're powerless. They're feckless. And so the problem continues. And personally, I think this problem is going to get a lot worse. I can't disagree with you. But this dude looks like a character from a Dr. Seuss movie, book, whatever. Does he not? like? <laughs> yeah, his, his upper his, lip don't move when he talks. Yeah, he's, he's creepy looking, dude. That guy there, man, like... I don't know what, what makes a good-looking dude, but, I mean, I'm assuming that he couldn't be straight because women – I mean, you're so creepy-looking. He's like a little weird Dr. Seuss troll guy. He's very peculiar. You should, uh, hey, listen, maybe I should pull up the – you want to see the picture of him, quote-unquote, chest-feeding? I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't be so sad, man. And now I can't unsee it. Cheer up. Yeah. It gets worse. So the the supply chain issue we were talking about – is a lot of it to me is a lot of uh, like trade skills and blue collar people. You know, you talk about being not vaccinated and things like that. And we knew these people, evil doesn't sleep. These people know the consequences and, and the reaction they're going to get when they do something like mandate a vaccine. So you're going to have a lot of people that are, are fired or resigned or, you know, things like that. So, and, and a lot of these are going to be, jobs that like we've talked about before these jobs are going to hurt communities and when you've got things like a shortage of truck drivers to move things across the country because ultimately i mean if it doesn't come to you by by train it comes to you by truck i mean it just it, it would have to so <clears throat> these people know that you know they tried to pass a bill uh, oh i don't know it was sometime earlier this year that was infrastructure and what th what this is actually doing is hurting true infrastructure things that actually are infrastructure things like healthcare workers and police and you know EMS and these guys truck drivers things like that so I said all that to say this there there's a new um there was there's a new and I don't know if you've seen it or not but there's a, a it's on Netflix which is funny we talked about that so I watched it and didn't pay for it um but it's a uh, it's a series, and it's like Korean. I think the South Korean or something, and it's a Squid Game. So, and it's really it's actually pretty good if you can handle it. it looks like a early '80s Jackie Chan movie. The way the voices are dubbed, like poorly dubbed over in uh, in English. But the storyline is actually, and it seems to me like what these people are doing with our country is very high up elite powerful people and the the whole premise around it is that these people have so much money and so much wealth is that and so much power that you know they got bored spending their money everything was just you know we bought everything we we wanted we we've done everything we've traveled everywhere and ultimately what can we do to have fun now and they come up with these games that are these you know, kind of dregs of society, these people that owe lots of money and stuff, and they, they promise them a way 
uh, to enter these games that you can win a bunch of money and, and, you know, these people don't see a way to get themselves back to zero, much less get their head above water. So they play these games and ultimately, you know, most of them end up dead, all but one. There's only one winner and everybody gets killed. So there's this false sense of an election also in there. And what you don't know until the end, spoiler alert, is that the whole election is rigged. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just this weird concept. But like what they're doing with our society, it almost seems like they're trying to make us. That there's an inherent into, amount of engineering in the things that they're doing. Yeah, you're trying to make us third world. You're trying to do things to engineer us into poverty. That's a, like I said, that's a, a hard thing to, to argue against. And um, I, I don't see where this ends. I don't see I don't see where this is going to improve anytime soon. And yeah, it doesn't seem that the, that this guy's even speaking with with the honesty and integrity that it would take to admit that there's a problem. So they're making excuses for the problems and telling you it's no, it's not what you see. Instead of treating this like the emergency that is going to turn into, because inevitably this is going to get worse. Yes. And so if you don't have that honesty. Um, and in the fervitude that that you know, it's it's apparent that guy, dude, you just took two months off on some perverted nonsense, some completely like without really delving into that and getting off track and ranting because you know I could. That's how lackadaisical you're treating your your new job, because you were never meant to succeed at this job. Kamala Harris was never was meant to succeed at her job. I, Joe Biden can't say don't know, but he can't and he won't. Um, why? I, I don't know. I Yeah, because he's putting the spin on it as if there's the backlog. We have the backlog in California because things are so great. If it was worse, if the economy was bad, then we wouldn't have this issue. But because it's so good, there's so many people working. There's so many people spending that's money. That's all false. Yeah. Exactly. I know. And I know in personal yeah. experience for, for it, it, the, the place I work, exactly. it, places that I deal with and place, places that I sell to, like my suppliers, the people that I supply, everybody's out of so many things. And so production in a lot of aspects has is, is ceased. We're starting to see part shortages and w- with no end in sight. And so when, when the economy was booming, no, that, that's, that's completely inaccurate. Everything would be running full steam because you, you, you said it was this complex thing, and it is. It's a complex machine that, that runs fairly well when you leave it alone. But yeah. you know, all, all this started at the beginning of the quote-unquote pandemic. What it is, it's just it's because they're in over their head and they have no clue what they're doing, and they're blaming it on or, or they're actually saying it's because things are so good and the American public, the average American public, seems to be – Either so stupid or have their head buried I don't, so I don't th- far. I don't think that they're that stupid. I think that they so realize far in it. the head, their head so buried, so far buried in the sand that um, that's what they're hoping that they believe this. But they, the 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 gas pump d- tells a different story, and people know it. Yeah. Like people are starting to see, it, like the 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 increase in food prices. And that, think about this: the so for the people that don't know, which I'm sure anybody listening to this is aware. So. Uh, the the F Joe Biden chant that's taken off like wildfires. So you had the NASCAR event where this young man Brandon surprisingly won, and uh, the the uh, woman was I can't I think she was with NBC, the anchor that was interviewing the guy, and the crowd is behind them chanting you know F Joe Biden, and um, it's like oh they're chanting for you, let's go Brandon, which it was blatantly obvious that's not what they were saying. So now because it's yeah, more I've, PC, I've never heard let's have yeah. such a hard K at the end. Yeah, and so. Um, 
let's go. Brandon's being flying, flown behind airplanes. It's being, uh, you know, people are looking for let's go Brandon over the uh, intercom and the grocery store. I mean, it's everywhere. It's on bumper stickers. It's on t-shirts. It's on memes. It's every, so let's go. Brandon is, is this chant that the whole nation is using right now. I mean, it's happening everywhere. Um, is one of Reverso's coworkers sent a, a text earlier from uh, leave, leaving the office here in town, and there's an 18 wheeler with F-U-C-K Joe Biden written across the the back of it, massively in the in the dirt that was on the back. You know, um, no people know this guy sucks. They know he sucks. They know this administration is corrupt and, and inept. I don't think they're fooling many people with this. They're digging a hole. The approval ratings are crumbling. The approval amongst independents is below 30%. You're somewhere around 26% approval rating among independents. That's catastrophic. And so that's one of the things that I was kind of talking about with my brother before. Like when we get to, because so many people were worried about 2022 and 2024 as far as the election integrity, and they should be. But if they try to do what they did this time, they, you you just can't do it with these poll numbers. If they... Mark my words. Are you sure they can't do it? No, nobody can be sure they can't do it, but I'm saying it's going to be extremely obvious. How are you going to pass that it off? It was extremely obvious before. It, it was, but now you've got four years of this dude and and his vice, which what they're going to do is pull him out near the end and put her in and say, oh, you're going to get you're going to get a different a different taste of this crap sandwich with this bimbo. They're, they'll sell it completely. That's, that, that's potentially their plan. But either way, this administration, their ineptitude, incompetence, malfeasance, and, and corruption, people are going to be really well-versed. Think about it, man. We're not even a full year in yet. Yeah. Not even not even a year in. Well, and I don't know if you saw the uh, – that was uh, in one of the White House uh, press briefings. Jen Psaki was being questioned. I had that and, up next about the treadmill. Yes, okay. Yeah. Wait, well, yeah, look, go ahead and play that real quick, then we'll, 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 we'll tear, tear that up. Just a question on the timing uh, on the supply chain issue, yeah. um, actions that the president has taken. It, it was clear in March of 2020 when COVID hit that, that the supply chains across the world had been disrupted. Even as, as the sort of work to fight back against COVID proceeded, people, it was, it was crystal clear that things were not improving on supply chain. People couldn't get dishwashers and furniture and treadmills delivered on time not to mention all sorts of other things so why the is the tragedy it- of the short the treadmill that's delayed right, the treadmill right, problem yeah and so the the joy in in snark that she said that with and the genuine smile i mean that woman's thrilled to say that she thinks that's hilarious yeah just to kind of make light of the shortages and yeah. things that your administration is responsible i, I got a great question for her dude to Today's treadmill will be tomorrow's refrigerator, deep freezer, and of other things that people need. So what comes, what's going to happen when somebody's refrigerator breaks, they can't keep their food from spoiling, and you're making freaking comments like this, you dumb, like, then what? Yeah. Because it's only going to get worse. And inevitably, when this turns into food and affects food production, which it already is, and people see all these bare shelves, and is that is that so cute? Will you have that same genuinely thrilled smile on your stupid freaking ugly face at that point? It's disgusting. These th- this is disgusting, and it's a problem. But and that's why I said I think last week, week before, you know, people out there listening, it, it, because these people are trying to, you know, hey, believe us, not your lying eyes. You know, don't you know, believe us, not the empty shelves, not the you know the through the roof gas prices or or food prices or what else. You know, do you think? And and you tell me, do you have more money now? than you did when Trump was in office. 
Are you make it? Do you feel like your dollar goes farther now than it did when Trump was people, in office? People already There's, know the answer. Yeah, that's and, obviously and that's completely I, rhetorical because everybody knows. That's why, and I think if you're being honest with with us and with yourself, I, there's no way that you can say yes that my dollar goes farther. I think that we're seeing, you know, just not only uh, a spike in gas prices, food prices, and along with shortages and things like that, but the the inflation and hyperinflation that's that's coming. I mean, it's it's on the way. I mean, it's it, dude. Gas is up thirty percent in in less than a year. How so, much worse do you think food will be? I mean, I, I'm in the automotive field. I could only guess, but just looking at the trajectory and seeing their again their their lacks demeanor. I mean, they said like I said before, they have their. Do you hear any fervitude in her voice? But do that's you, what I'm saying. Do you hear any along. level of emergency in her voice? Does she sound concerned? Is there any freaking concern? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see the treadmill. Yeah, and they're already preparing you for the heating bills. Yeah. <laughs> and all along, you people are requiring this vaccine mandate, knowing full well what it's going to do to the workforce. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. And so, I, I, hey, what their end game is, is anybody's guess, dude. But I, I know this this much, dude. It's It's got socialism and communism attached to it. That's all this is. That's all it is. So you'll be dependent on them to fix this. These people that are screwing this up, just like I said with Gavin Newsom, you screw this up. But we're supposed to trust you idiots. Joe Biden, you've been in governance for how long? 50 years? And we're supposed to rely on you to fix this and a bunch of incompetent clowns to fix this. The people that the administration, that the Department of Justice just labeled parents domestic terrorists for not wanting their kids indoctrinated with complete nonsense and be taught just reading, writing, and arithmetic or domestic terrorists under this this absolute incompetence, this idiocy, this lunacy. Y'all, are, you can't save or fix anything. And, so I, I, and I think I've said this on this podcast before, man. Like, I did not foresee it getting this bad this fast. And, you know, Donald Trump had made the comment, you'll, you know, within short order, you'll, you'll have a, a recession the likes of which you've never seen. And if the end of four years, we may not have a country left. And so... Do what they've done to the young people once they like once they, what they've done to the quote unquote higher learning institutions. And so uh, our old boss was by the other day. Um, his his uh, younger daughter that he was such a big fan of, that went to uh, four years of private Christian high school, and I believe she's been to six or eight years of of college. And so he was telling she comes home with her new husband the other day. They wore masks the entire time in his house and a flaming liberal. You know she. Voted for Joe Biden because Donald Trump had mean tweets and she didn't like the way he talked. And they think all of this is good. They like it. It's Trump's fault. So that's what they've done to these younger generations. And so one of the things that he contended was that, you know, they're smart people. No, they're not smart people. Like, if you voted for this, you're an idiot. Well, and and it's funny you should mention that because I was thinking earlier today, um, the emphasis that was put on, you know— go to college, you know, back in, back in the nineties and, yeah. and two thousands and things like that. Yeah, man, when you get out of high school, you know, go to college, get a, you know, get a degree, get a career, all of this stuff. And which I never particularly cared for the idea of going to four more years of college. Say, anyway, I, I, I went to school and learned to trade and it's, you know, it's, it's paid off for me uh, personally, but honestly, and, and especially today, I mean, it, it just doesn't seem like, I mean, it, 
why would you send your kid to, well, I, to I, go get? They're they're getting indoctrinated in public schools right now, K through twelve. Why yeah. would you send them to to four more and pay through the nose for four more years of indoctrination to 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 pay through the nose to have your child come back irrecognizable? I think with my old boss's generation, it was too early for them to really realize what happened. They were going by the societal construct and norm of sending your kid to college, which what they did not realize was because I've got a cousin that's the exact same way. Um, I, I know quite a few people. Their their parents send them to these private high schools. They go into college and they come out like this. But you, they un, unwittingly sent them to a full fledged indoctrin, indoctrination mill. And so some of these people don't even rarely speak or speak at all with their parents because they disagree. Like those quote unquote higher learning institutions have taught them to hold such animus towards anybody that they disagree with that, that, that is applicable to their own parents. That's how sick this stuff goes. And that's also, I mean, think about that. That's extremely anti-American. And so this, in my opinion, would be one more aspect of tearing apart the family at every, every single level. It's, it's absolutely disgusting what they've done. Okay, guys, we actually have a caller calling in now, so let's take this call and see what he has to say. Thank you for calling Common Man's Common Sense. What's your name? Hey, my name's Jack from South Carolina. All right, Jack, what do you have to say today? Well, you know, I wanted to talk about, you know, and I, and I don't know if uh, you guys are aware of this letter that came out regarding the National Institutes of Health uh, and, you know, going back on Dr. Fauci's lie that gain-of-function research was not done and was not funded, and now they say, oh, well, yeah, we actually did fund gain-of-function research. Yes, yeah, um, we, we actually uh, we had that up. Uh, that was going to be closer to the end of the evening, but, yeah, we, we were actually going to cover that story. Um, so if you don't mind, pardon me just a moment, and I'll, I'll do a, a, a brief rundown so the listeners know, and then we can, uh, we can delve into it. Does that sound good? That sounds good. All right. NIH Director Collins and NIAID Director Fauci both claimed that the NIH had not funded the gain-of-function research in Wuhan. Today, we found out that they lied. This is on Gateway Pundit, by the way. Dr. Fauci, the director of the NIAID, was under oath when speaking with Senator Rand Paul. He denied that the NIH funded the gain-of-function research in Wuhan. Today, the NIH provided a document to the U.S. House of Representatives that claims that the NIH did fund gain-of-function research in Wuhan. So that's pretty much a devastator for him. What do you what what do you think about that, sir? Well, you know, I, I would agree that it would be devastating for him if there was any kind of accountability and if there was any kind of system of justice that was functioning not on a partisan basis. And the thing that really irks me about this entire affair is, you know, uh, you know, and I've seen it said and it's true that, you know, the only difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth is about six months, which is about the time frame it takes. For people that were calling something a conspiracy theory to sheepishly, if and I'd say sheepishly, they'd be sheepish if they had any sense of normalcy or decency about them. But then they, you know, they quietly admit, yeah, you know, what you said before was true. And we've seen this with, uh, you know, the lie about, you know, they said said masks didn't work, then they said they did, um, and there was a there was a reason for that. Um, you know, they they didn't come from China. It came, it didn't 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 come from a lab. And then there wasn't gain-of-function research and all the things that, you know, common sense people would say, okay, you know, these guys are pissing on our backs and telling us that it's raining. Sure. Um, you know, it's, it's absolutely absurd. And the thing is, you know, with Fauci and all of them, they, they're, they're willfully lying, and they're so bold about it, they don't care when they're caught. 
That's the thing that's frustrating. They don't care when they're they're caught because there's no ramifications for, uh, for doing it. I think that's and they don't the, care. The concern would be what what the Department of Justice under this administration would do about it. At a minimum, would they minimum would they fire this guy and stop using him as their top advisor? For for well, they all, won't. No, they and, won't and I don't think they will either. But man, it's uh, hey, has Rand Paul made any kind of statement on this yet? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Because this came out this morning, and I haven't outside, which I thought, and I'm glad that that, that we got a call about it because I it, it is a big deal. People need to know about it. But I mean, because the, the and it's like Rex was saying earlier, you're you're probably not going to see a lot about this until later on in the media. Um, but so, and to the caller, you were, you were saying that you you knew people that or, or that will sheepishly admit you know that that you were right and they were wrong. <laughs> No, well, I wasn't saying that, but I, you know, I do know people and there's people, in, you know, that I talk to and, uh, you know, uh, I, I'll be honest, my wife who's in the, is actually in the medical field, you know, when this, when the whole, whole lab leak theory and, you know, and, and take it for what it's worth, my personal opinion, I don't think it was a leak as an accidental, sure. be that as it may, be that as it may, you know, she said, oh, well, you know, and, and she, and she's learning, you know, as, as we're going through these things and seeing these things. She's learning that, okay, these people that are supposed to be the paragons of virtue and trust and, you know, that you should be able to rely on for decisions about medical things, you can't trust these people. And so no wonder, you know, when you had a, uh, you know, as it relates to the vaccine in this whole affair, when you had people saying when Trump was pushing the vaccine and saying, hey, we're going to get this thing up in record time. First, they said, no, it's not going to happen. You know, you're lying. And then when it became apparent that it was going to happen, everybody on the left said, well, we're not going to take it and it's going to be poison and it's going to be this and going to be that. And then now, because of politics, it's completely reversed. Right. They politicized everything uh, to, you know, to the point of like, no, you know, nobody trusts anybody anymore. Is it, you know, trust is lacking in, in this entire thing. So, you know, back to my wife, you know, so, yeah, she believed at first. Oh, well, no, they said it didn't come from a lab. Well, that was a lie, you know. Right. So it's lie upon lie upon lie upon lie. And and I think that 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 would someone like your wife would kind of be the the stereotypical example of someone that that maybe isn't. I'm assuming super political, and that's one of the things that I've kind of been uh, high on the hog about here the le- the last few months. Um, and I think really since the inception of, of all the COVID stuff, is that. You, you can't it, you can't really be um, non-political anymore because everything is is political so um, when, when when they politicize people's personal health care and then try try to make uh, you know mandates and on, on people's personal health care decisions every, everything in our country is absolutely political by this point if if, if I was able to say uh, of course so and, and the reason you know the reason that fauci and that whole gang you know they they they're lying boldly and they don't care. They don't care about the ramifications of what it's doing to society. Yes. And you know what I mean? Like they're pitting people, they're pitting people against each other. They're undermining trust. And then, you know, they're, they're labeling, you know, you know, one side of this, you know, you're, Oh, you're crazy. You're conspiracy. Oh, horse dewormer. This for the whole nine yards, you know, and, and I, what I, and I don't know if you guys saw the Joe Rogan clip where he eviscerated, you know, that moron doctor from CNN. Um, but you know, there's, there's an alternative media, you know, and you guys are part of that um, out there. That, and and I, I think that it's going to take people like my wife seeing and hearing and being exposed to that because the normal channels is, you know, everything is geared toward 
the machine basically putting out, you know, what, what you're supposed to think, what you're allowed to say, you know, and that extends obviously beyond the medical realm, you know, and we could whack, you know, all day long about that. Um, but, you know, it's just funny that you cannot, you know, if this, if the roles were reversed, if this were happening under Trump's administration. Absolutely. And this doctor was caught and, you know, with the gain of function, they would absolutely be screaming this. You would not, you would see this on every channel. It would be 24-7 coverage, um, just like the Hunter Biden laptop was not. Uh, um, perfect that's, example. that's what you would see. Yeah. Rex had something I think he wanted to throw at you. Well, I was just going to say, you know, a little bit of silver lining, um, just given that uh, Fauci uh, was the sexiest man of the year. <laughs> um, if there was any kind of semblance of justice uh, that did happen, he could always fall back on his, you know, modeling his, his career. His sex appeal, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So he's he's not going to be out of work. Yeah. Right. Or he could double as a live action, you know, stunt, you know, live action character in a, a movie about Pinocchio because the dude looks like <laughs> literally like a puppet that came to life. All right. Well, we appreciate the call. Anything else, sir? No, I appreciate it. You guys are doing an awesome job, and uh, I appreciate you letting me call in and uh, air my two cents and hear what you had to say about it, and I'll hang up and let you get on with your show. Awesome, dude. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So anything? No, what I was going to say when he, when he was talking in the moment had kind of already passed, but the 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 manufacturers of the vaccine withheld the vaccine until after the election. Absolutely. And I forgot about that, dude. That was a pretty, pretty big deal. And, and yeah, that was such bad news, but Anthony Fauci, that guy ought, ought to be sitting under a prison, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like to see that guy swinging from a swing happily as the sexiest man alive. No, nothing nefarious. I just like to see the guy enjoy himself on a swing. Go enjoy yourself. Yeah. Have a nice day. Oh, <laughs> so, um, Oh, I was listening, and we got a clip of Jen Psaki, but she she's talking about some some things. But I was gonna sorry, but what's her interpreter doing there? Huh? Or sign language? That's not good. Anyways, I don't, those are the most distracting people. Yeah, that looks not appropriate. I've never really understood. I mean, just like it looks like she's mimicking a uh, performance. But anyway, yeah, just put captions on there. Yeah, you eliminate that person altogether. Yeah, and the captions should read bullshit. Yeah, just. Lies. Over and over. Okay, anyways, sorry. Um, so I was listening to a local talk radio show, and uh, the guy on the on the talk radio show was talking about a conservative, uh, some guy that made music or whatever, that he thought Condoleezza Rice was uh, attractive. So he made this song. It's called Condi. And so... The guys on the conservative show were talking about. They were like, "Yeah, well, you know, we've we've seen some liberal, you know, chicks, females, whatever that uh, that that we think are attractive too." And one of them mentioned off AOC. He was like, "Ah, oh, she's cute. You know, she's she's nuts, but she's cute." And the other one actually says he thought Jin Saki was quite his words quote fetching. No, no, that that woman there, no way, dude. Yeah, yeah, I just don't Plus, see it. She, she's like my age. I think she's a year. I think she's actually my age. Uh, so she's 40 or 41, 39 to 41. And if you actually, because that camera, she, plus she's loaded with makeup. But I've like, she's all sorts of freckly and wrinkly up close. Like she looks way older than she really, like she's aged terribly without all the makeup and the lighting and stuff like that. But but not only that, I mean, she's, she's, she's a heinous woman. She's just ugly and her hair is fake. We talked about this. Yeah. Look, look, okay, we we talked yeah, about her helmet. hair. Yeah, it is a helmet. Like her hair is not real, dude. 
So she's bald. Yeah, I just don't allegedly. I, I don't. I really don't know. I don't know what he sees. I don't. No. I don't get it. No, and then her personality is just disgusting. And do what they did? You say that they said AOC was attractive. Yeah, AOC. Look, I like women of all colors. I mean, I think there, there's plenty of attractive women. Which Condoleezza Rice, like, I don't think that like Condoleezza Rice is attractive at all. Like, personally, like I think her face is not attractive. Yeah, I, um, I, I'm. <clears throat> Obviously, and AOC, I I've never taken a second look at her. Uh, AOC isn't, uh, which now the black lady, the assistant black lady press secretary, I don't know her name. She's mediocre. She's not just butt ugly or anything. I don't care for her hair, but her face is definitely better than hers. But uh, I don't think AOC's attractive either. Like, I just, and I, I couldn't even, like, I, her skin tone seems odd to me. I think she's an alien. <laughs> I just really do. You think so? Yes. From another planet. I could say something about that. Go on a tirade about that Demi Lovato chick. Again, she was in the news with aliens, like actual extraterrestrials. And she said that it was, it was, she, yeah, that it was uh, derogatory. derogatory to call extraterrestrials, terrestrials, <laughs> aliens. Dude, this bimbo, like get this, get this moron out of our, get, anybody that Amazon buyer that listens or, or would, would watch that and take it serious. You're an idiot. <laughs> What a moron this bimbo is. So, anyways, uh, yes, Jinsaki is not attractive. That's a fa- that's an absolute fact. Th- that's not hyperbole, man. That's a fact. So, those yeah. are facts, man. True, so, true story. Not attractive. Yeah. And so, what is she saying here? Oh, wow. So, this is about the Chinese missile. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of uh, yeah. Speaking of extraterrestrials, this thing, China <clears> tests <throat> a new space capability with their hypersonic missile. So, which I had to look up hypersonic. What what determines something to be in hypersonic is it's got faster than the speed of sound, right? It's Mach five or faster. So, what is how does that compare to warp nine in Star Trek? Nobody cares. (laughs) So, and moving right along. I wish I had a paper in front of me. I'd crumple it up, throw it in the trash. Moving right along. I'm gonna kill you. So, (laughs) in your trekkie mind. So. You're de- you're dead. So like, what did we have? We had the SR seventy one that flew like Mach yeah the two, Black Hawk, Mach right? three. Why not, why not the Black Hawk? Doesn't Black, matter. The Blackbird. Don't the matter. Blackbird. It was yeah the yeah. SR seventy one Blackbird. It was the fastest plane that we know about. So that thing flew. It was Mach two, Mach three, and it was never shot down. So this, I mean, it carried no. No, there was a Blackbird shot down. No. Yes, and it landed in Brazil. No. Yes. No. That was a U two. Blackbird was not shot down. Okay, well, fine. Ever. So, anywho, back to reality and true stories. So, this yeah, this thing carried no, no defensive weapons, offensive weapons, anything like that. Like other than, it had black paint that made it. I uh, use Google. Yeah, that made it uh, its radar signature smaller and speed. So this thing's faster than that. Um, so they launch. Uh, in August, the nuclear ca- the nuclear capable rocket that circled the globe took the U.S. intelligence by surprise. China tested a nuclear capable hypersonic missile um, in August that circled the globe before speeding towards its target, demonstrating an advanced space capability that's caught the U.S. intelligence by surprise. So, this thing it, it cruises in low orbit space. Um, which it missed its target by about two dozen miles or so. But that is scary. 
I mean, to have something that can that can cruise that far that fast, um, and then so in a White House press briefing, uh, Jen Psaki's question about it, <clears throat> and this is her response. And then can you comment on reports that China tested a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile over the summer to the surprise of U.S. officials? Are they accurate, and do we raise hey, concerns about China? I can't hear anything that's Bimbo saying with a freaking idiotic mask on, dude. Stupid stuff, but anyways. So I, how do you know what this woman's asking? Do you even know what her answer is? Who can hear this? Can anybody tell what she's saying? Yeah, she sounds like Kenny from South Park. Jeez, freaking Louise. Uh, well, I know General uh, uh, Secretary Austin, I should say, uh, was asked this question this morning and addressed it, uh, but I'm not going to comment on the specific report. I can say and e would echo what he said, which is generally speaking, we've made clear our concern about the military capabilities that the PRC continues to pursue. Uh, and we have been consistent in our approach with China. Uh, we welcome stiff competition, but do we not? We don't do not want that competition to veer into conflict. And that is certainly what we convey privately as well. So we welcome, welcome stiff competition. Yeah, I don't know that that's smart. No. So, which what I from what I've read anyway that the United States and Russia are also. Uh, dabbling in this hypersonic uh, missile program, which, it, I mean, Lord knows where we're at in it, or Russia. But obviously, China's not that far away. I mean, if they're Oh, it sounds like they're things, already there, which I hope that I hope that for our sake that the United States is not engaged in trying to attain that type of technology. I would be more concerned with them um, doing away with the Space Force and mocking it like they have and disparaging the Space Force and then making the, uh, the Health and Human Sec Services Secretary, the uh, the uh, Richard, a four-star general. Uh, Admiral. Admiral, Admiral yeah. yeah, so I think that's absolutely more important than what they're talking about. So, you know, Donald Trump uh, did not, you know, have... Uh, have a forward-thinking approach to, to creating a space force and then trying to avert things like this. I think that would that was that was foolish. It's obviously com obviously complete sarcasm. <laughs> like this, the uh, and this goes. You can just file this in with what we were saying about the quote-unquote supply chain crisis. Like there's going to be a certain point where it's obvious if this continues much further than this, and we may be already there. But just based on uh, everyone's opinions, that this is by design. These things are on purpose. So. Again, you, you've got uh, Mark Milley that was concerned with, uh, you know, white rage and all these fictitious, idiotic things to, to um, alienate and segment regular working class Trump voters. And here these guys are sending, sending hypersonic missiles faster than the speed of sound around, much faster than the speed of sound around the globe in low orbit. And, uh, and I think she had made a kind of an offhanded comment that, oh, it missed its target. And, and it's kind of like everything else that, that where they're not they they want you to believe what they want you to believe and not what the truth is. Like it doesn't matter that it missed its intended target. It was a complete shock to you guys, and you were surprised. Yeah, just like how all those uh, container ships are off the coast of California because retail demand is so high. And yes, and it, it, in my opinion, for her to say they welcome stiff competition in context of of that information is extremely, in in my opinion, provocative. That's not that's not smart at all, and you know not only that, you have to realize too the the CCP the way that they 
they uh, propagate and, and disseminate um, information, the, the propaganda amongst their people. So, I mean, they'll, they'll use that, and, the, and they'll use the United States, um, the, the, the fact that the United States was surprised by this act and yeah. surprised by the technology, they'll use that against us alone to, um, to foment the opinion of their, their people, or for, rather form the, the, their, their people's opinion and, and kind of the world's opinion to some extent. But uh, yeah, that's 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 uh, yeah. Which one thing that that, that I th- this really makes me think of, and 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 to to drop all the sarcasm, the thing that pisses me off about this is you know quote unquote the adults are back in charge. America is back. The boy from Scranton uh, finally wins. Like the America's back. America's not back. You people are clowns, dude. So always remember when you see things like this, you see the supply chain issues. But I think most importantly, this when it comes to an issue of the the total national security. And, and what could be the devastator for our country if if that we were to be attacked with a, with a weapon like that that's completely undetectable it's it's unconventional and and the it, it, from my comprehension and understanding of what our current protective measures are can't detect this stuff no so another you, thing to remember like this is China so we lost um, nearly three thousand people. On nine mm-hmm. eleven, so as of right now, we've lost hundreds of thousands of people due to COVID. So anybody that's lost anyone out there, in, instead of being mad at mask mandates or being mad at at vaccine policies, you lost your job, mm-hmm. like all of that stuff. That's China. They sent that to you. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. Like these are the people that are responsible for that. Well, yeah. but think like, about that the next time you go shopping. Well, I think that that that, that coincides yeah, well, with with what so, I said earlier, though. When when you have Chinese propaganda and Chinese influence driving the social the the social um, yes, absolutely aspects of the United States, they they're blaming that on quote unquote the unvaccinated. And again, Colin Powell would be a perfect example. And so there, I I don't have to go over the redundancy of of memes and slogans that you know. So you want you you're protected, but you want the unprotected to be protected to protect you from the thing. You know what I mean, like. If you're vaccinated, so boom, you're good. Like, if this thing's great and it's everything that they sold it as, and, and just like the caller said, it's apparent now to a lot of people that probably thought different even three months ago that everything they're telling you is not true. And so, and you're starting to see, and, and again, to lend credence to what you had said earlier about the things that we talk about on the this, this show, us talking about them before they get traction in the mainstream media. I think one of the things with mainstream media is they can't afford to be wrong and in my opinion, it's okay to be wrong as long as you admit that you're wrong. And Stuart Scheller would be something that we kind of went in the whole, well, me personally, went in whole hog on, okay, I was wrong about this. That's okay. As long as you don't ride, you keep riding that horse in spite of new evidence and new facts. So I, I hopefully as more, as more and more comes out, people will realize what this is. But, man, um, we're, we're going to keep shooting from the hip on, on all these issues, man, like – I think at this day and age you can't afford not to because I think when when you when you beat them to the punch, and our listenership isn't is growing and I'm I'm appreciative and it's great and X Y and Z, and and our show is doing well. What we don't have that kind of an audience, but I think that I, the people more of a hardcore type person would listen to a podcast to begin with, especially one that is new as ours. But when you when you beat them to the punch, you don't give them the ability to, to change the narrative because we've are 
you know saying like you yeah. you bring it out unfiltered b- before the media filtration process occurs and then it's diluted down and then people like the the talk show host that you referred to the effeminate pencil neck wishy-washy mealy mouth middle of the road guy is going to give his take which is always shrouded in not necessarily politically correct but safe they're very safe about the way they they cover and say things they're they're not, and why is that? Why are they not talking about the drive for China, the push from China to influence our society? Why is that? Like, we know that, and again, you, you can't sit here and say that I know this is unequivocal fact, although I guarantee you those channels could be opened up and exposed. But it's, to me, anybody with a brain is painfully obvious what, what's going on here. It's foreign influence. That Look, I know that this is a lot coming from that video, but I asked uh, the producer this this week. Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, so many on the left were for traditional marriage, for traditional marriage, marriages between a man and a woman until when it roughly 2009, 2000, Barack Obama campaigned on traditional marriage and he was for traditional marriage until he wasn't. What changed? What changed? The president of the country had this massive influence over something as significant as that socially money. And where'd that money come from? Like, you would like Hillary Clinton said. You have to have a public and private opinion. So, what 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 changes that public and private opinion? So, if you're her, Hillary Clinton had always said that she was for traditional marriage, her her, her private feeling on marriage, it, I guarantee you, it is still traditional marriage. Her public opinion changed for money, and that's how people like Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and all these other wishy washy scumbags are able to be to be um, manipulated and they're malleable to the extent that they are is because it's foreign money, foreign influence, lobbyist money that's funded through foreign entities. It's disgusting. And, dude, I don't have to be a, a lobbyist in Washington, D.C. Dude, I'm a jerk-off that works in the automotive field in Nowhereville, but it's obvious how this works. And nobody knows this. And like I said before, I'm not political. Everything is political at this point. And so think about political, the root word, political policy, policy that, that, that is pushed on you. So when they're talking about a $600 transaction, anything above $600, they're going to be inside your checking account looking at your finances. What's more personal than finances? You know what I mean? Not many things. And so those people, everybody is going to universally disagree with that. But you weren't political. Remember, when it came to voting, you weren't political. You wanted to vote for the guy, the, the more mature, the guy that didn't tweet, blah, 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 the quote-unquote experienced politician. You wanted that. And now you've got people finger-beeping your checking account. This is how it goes. Everything is freaking political. I garnered all that from that video. Yeah. Boom roasted. You did. But, well, what I was getting at is <laughs> to do a Jen Psaki circle back. Sorry. Um, no, it's fine. The, uh, so we've had however many casualties, whether you want to believe the numbers or not, from, from COVID deaths. That's that's from China. That was sent to us from China. And in my opinion, maliciously. I think that that was something that, that I don't think that was leaked by accident. You know, a lot of us in the beginning, which and the caller said, you know, the difference between a, a conspiracy theory and the truth is about six months. So we, And we were talking about... And a lot of people were at the onset of COVID about, hey, this is this came from China, and then that was you know that was racist and xenophobic, and then it comes out that, you know, there there was gain of function research. It did come out of a lab in Wuhan. That's not such a that's not such a crazy theory now. So they sent us this, in my opinion, maliciously. So while we're being, you know, I mean, while the American people are being inundated with things like uh, critical race theory. And the LGBTQ movement, and like George Floyd, 
and the attack on the nuclear family and Christian values. And we're, we've got distractions like the, the January 6th commission. What I'm saying is this missile doesn't have to hit its mark. Yeah, it was a couple of dozen miles off, but it doesn't have to be calculated. It's a nuclear, it's, Absolutely. it's capable of carrying a nuclear missile or a, a nuclear warhead. So it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be close. Mm-hmm. If it gets close, I, I mean, we've seen what China's capable of doing now as far as death toll. Do you think they would think twice about launching that somewhere? I mean, it, like I said, it doesn't have to get close. Somewhere in the neighborhood right. of and New York. How do they know what their of, designated target was anyway? How could you? Well, not only that, though. I mean, d- d- let's not pretend for a split second that these are ethical, moral people. I mean, we've talked. Well, that's what I'm saying. While we're being fed this, these people are cold. They're calculated. They're concise. Yeah, they're not. They've been that way a long time. They're and not, that's, that they're extends. They're feeding their, their populace all of this nonsense that we're being fed. No, no, economically and otherwise, no, they're they're stone cold, um, and and they traditionally they've always played in Asian culture uh, somewhat as, as as a whole. I think is a more patient type of culture that played the long game, and and China is no different. I think that this is a long term, and I think they're they're tearing us apart from the inside out because you think about it, man, like. Um, that, that that song that I played a few weeks ago, the, the, the Five Times August song, make, make yourself the enemy but call yourself a saint. That's what they've done. People didn't do that on, on, on their own volition. Like, they didn't come up with that idea just abstract out of nowhere as a group. Group thing happens for a reason. Why did that catch on like wildfire? Because the college institutions, and th- there's absolute Chinese and communist influence. So think about, like, the, just the high school teachers that got busted by Project Veritas preaching communism. The guy had Mao on the wall. It's communism. It's everywhere, and it's leaking in. It's, le- in, it's leaked in so much that you can, you're starting to see it leach out. It was on the walls of a school. Children, students took pictures and video of it. Yeah, and who knows how long it was on the wall before it was ever exposed. Right, so the, the, it, it's communist influence, dude. That, that's all it is, and these people have played the long game, and they'll continue to. And, and Dude, if people don't wake up, they will win. And I, I don't know, and think about that. I mean, Donald Trump's Space Force, like she has made a mockery as recently as a month ago of the Space Force. She did it when they took office. The first week on the job, she made a mockery of the Space Force. They made a show with Steve Carell as a star mocking the Space Force. That's how, where do you think that influence came from in Hollywood that would they would create a show like that? Did that, the same thing, did that just come up organically because they thought they were cute and funny? Where'd that idea originally, where did it originate? Where do you think the need for a space force came from? That's the, but that's what I'm telling you. Yeah. It's like they knew. Donald Trump's administration knew and acted on it, but then they could, they don't call him Beijing Biden for a reason, dude. It's just like Bagram Air Force Base. We talked about this. Like why there, there's, there's aerial photographs, satellite imagery of, of Chinese planes on the tarmac and Russian planes on the tarmac there. Like you, you forfeited that to them. You left that that bigger, more powerful base first. So why, why did you do that? So you forfeited that to all of them. The precious metals that, that, that can be mined there, you left that to them. Why? Because you don't work for the American people. That much is obvious. I'm going to be a president for everybody. No, you're not. You're not even a freaking duly elected president. You're a fraud. It's it's disturbing, dude. But I don't, I don't know how much we can beat this dead horse. But I mean, the, but as far as him specifically, I do have a couple new videos on him. No, well, they're new new videos of him doing the same old thing he's always done. I mean, 
I, look, man, as long as Joe Biden is willing to be the dead horse, I'm willing to kick him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, the, to me, it just doesn't get old. And so for those that don't know, because we've actually had this on several shows because he's done this so many times, I, I would estimate that this will probably be sixth or seventh. So, Because we got two videos of him making the same fictitious claims that he's participated in the civil rights movement, even though, well, we'll let you listen. Come on, man. Come on. I, I just can't be fair to you, Joe. You know what I mean? Uh, so, and he looked at me and said, Joe, you should run. I said, but I, I, I'm, I feel strongly about all these issues, but I got involved in the civil rights movement and the war. But I, I, he said, Joe, you should do it. So he just he said, I got said, involved in the civil rights movement. So that, that was from uh, the 18th. What is today? The, is that today? 21st. 21st. Oh, man, dude, now who's the punk? Okay, so that was from the 18th. I think this is today, or if it's not today, it was yesterday. And they're following my predecessor, the last president, into a deep, deep black hole in the abyss. No, I really mean it. Think about it. That's what got me involved in civil rights as a kid when I was 26 years old. All right. He's such a what? good dude, man. He, gave, man. he was all off in the civil rights movement. Dude, the civil rights movement probably actually didn't succeed because of Martin Luther King. It probably succeeded because of Joe Biden. And so... This this is Joe Biden back in the uh, late 80s after he got busted the first several times. And so, I mean, he's already admitted this all live. We've played this video before, but we got to do it again because he won't stop. We have to do this every time he does it. So let her rip. During the 60s, I was, in fact, very concerned about the civil rights movement. I was not an activist. I worked at an all-black swimming pool in the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. I was involved. I was involved in what, what they were thinking, what they were feeling. I was involved, but I was not out marching. I was not down in Selma. I was not anywhere else. I was a suburbanite kid who got a dose of exposure to what was happening to black Americans when I in my own city. Oh, that's too bad. So, and the thing is, one of them's got to be the truth. I mean, maybe. Or, <laughs> I don't guess one of them has to be the truth. Well, you either were or you weren't. Yeah, I'm going to go with he was not. <laughs> I don't know. I think he was. Well, the, the cool thing is, dude, because I've known some people that, that lie, was, and, and he was including, the reason he got busted is because he was including other people in his lies back then. They were the ones that came forward and said, no, no, that didn't happen. And it wasn't one or two. It was multiple people that said, no, that this is inaccurate, and that's why he had to answer for it back then. And perhaps some of those people are dead. Like, I, maybe he, I don't, the guy's brain is so far gone. Like, to be fair, he probably has no idea what the hell's going on, but he also is a pathological, habitual liar who's been doing this his entire career. Good old Joe. He's, he's a nice guy. So, it turns out that having an unproven, unvetted vaccine forced down your throat by an absolute totalitarian uh, regime of, of political elites, having that forced down your throat, like that, the, the, the backlash spans uh, all cultures. So not just American culture, but this is, and, and for the people out there, like this is, this is from Italy. So this guy's going to be speaking Italian, but what's happened here is, these people went out 
in whatever would be their their public square capital or whatever to protest these vaccine mandates. And there's a live feed that shows the protesters and things like that. Well, because they didn't want to lend credence to, to their cause, the government, when I say they, the government didn't want anybody to think that anybody showed up. They took footage, they replayed footage from maybe the night before or something like that on their quote-unquote live stream, and it showed almost no one being around their capital. And so there's a guy that's at at this protest, at this rally, and he's showing all of the people all the way around him. And you, there's people as far as you can see. And then he looks on his phone. He's showing you a video on his phone of the, quote, live stream that shows almost no one. Can we put this video on the website for people to see? Yeah, we should be able to do that. Okay. That looks like the Vatican. Questa, questa, è la Trieste live webcam, okay? Dove mostrano la piazza unità vuota in questo momento, 20 e 30. Questa è la situazione reale. Questa è la situazione reale. Draghi merda! I think he just said, let's go, Brandon. No, yeah, he said it's pure lies. What language is that? That's Italian, but it's very similar to Spanish. Wow, yeah, we need yeah, we need to, to hook that up on the website. So we've we've known well, we've suspected and known that things like Donald Trump's presidential inauguration. Yes. That they've kind of they've made the footage look like no one showed up, even though yeah. you know, the place was more than likely overrun with people. Yeah. So and and they're trying to do the same thing with this, like, oh, you know, don't go out and protest. Nobody's there. I mean, it's not even a big cause, man. Everybody's complying. And that's why when we were talking about uh, the the number of people that have been vaccinated, we talked about the other day. Um, well, it may have been a month or so ago. I think those numbers are skewed. I don't think there's as many people that are that are taking the vaccine as what their numbers show. I think they try to make you feel isolated, in yeah. in and to make you feel. To make you feel isolated would make you feel, well, everybody else is doing it. Maybe I should be more compliant. It seems like, I mean, everybody else is doing it, so it's probably fine. No, I I, I absolutely agree, dude. Uh, divide and conquer. And if you can make people feel alone, like they're, they're the odd man out, human nature kind of dictates that you're you're going to fall in line, just in, especially in some of these other countries, obviously Australia, where these draconian rules are coming down on the people. Um, I did see footage from over there, um, I, and I can't remember the context, but it was like the Aboriginal type people with their spears, literally in their loincloths and whatnot, like in their 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 dress, like, and they were at one of these protests, literally with spears, like gouging it at the police, like, and it was a group of them, dude, and like even people that 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 aren't in modernized society, you know, dude, you're not doing it, like, they were there, like, yeah, so amongst the other people, so. That that was that was pretty cool. I and, did and see that. Yeah, that that I was, think that was in Australia. Yeah, I believe it was. But uh, yeah, they were there with like spears and yeah. and with bow and arrows. Yeah, and that's what he like had. That. That's what that's right. It was a bow and arrow. Yeah. And dude, like they've got two of them got bow and arrows pulled back. Yeah. And like, dude, if 
I'm man, surprised if, if that, did, that they did not get tased or shot. Yeah, dude, well, the thing is, man, if, if you tase him and he lets it go, then what? Because, like, dude, that, that was a <laughs> massive true. bow. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that dude, that would have like that would have went straight through your freaking head. Yeah, would it not? You know for good because that dude's or, arm. I mean, it's dude. He's it's which it, once you know a bow gets past past a certain point, it doesn't take that much pressure to hold it back. But I mean, dude's got that thing extended like a lot. Like obviously, listeners can't see the amount that's extended, but my arms are fully extended. Yeah, it will goes right through the head. Yeah, and Absolutely. so no, I'm not, dude. If you're pointing a bow and arrow at me. <laughs> I'm running away. Like, bow and arrow is pretty damn terrifying, dude. Well, you know that guy's good with it. How would you like I mean, to run he... around with a, a, a arrow sticking through your head? Oh, there's a bow over there. Yeah. Yeah, you know for a fact he's killed things with that bow. Oh, absolutely, dude. I... And, and I'm, I'm going to assume if you... It's not to him. Yeah, try to inject him, right? See how that goes. Yeah, Put I bet he injects you back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'll, breathe, you'll be breathing through a new hole in your forehead. Um... I do got one more video, uh, I think. I believe it's that one on the left. Yeah, so the Horn Man, even on, I think, our very first episode, the Horn Man at the quote-unquote insurrection got kind of a bad rap. Uh, the QAnon Shaman is his name. <laughs> I don't know. No, it really, but I don't, I don't know what his, I can't remember his real name off the top of my head, but... Um, he would, which there was footage of him walking into the the house chamber, and it, dude was very polite, very cordial. Like we just want to take some pictures, and the law enforcement on hands, like, dude, this is like a super sacred place, which I disagree. It's not a sacred place at all. Like, I no sir, I'd freaking crap all over it if it was up to me. Um, but uh, the, so you're gonna hear the audio of them standing. Uh, 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 this is somewhere around the rotunda, it looks like, and so. This is them talking to law enforcement. Law enforcement is talking. So the, the law enforcement officer is wearing a mask, so um, you may not be able to, to ascertain what he, what he was saying. And I'll try it if, if, I, can, if I can gather it. I, I, off the top of my head, I can't remember what, what exactly he was saying. I, I was able to kind of determine the gist of what he was saying. But you'll hear um, the, uh, the guy that had the horns on with no shirt and tattoos, and there was a, a guy with hand tattoos and a long beard with him. And so you'll hear both of them talking. They have a bullhorn. Well, the beard guy has a bullhorn. And, um, and hey, look, if, if, you, if people want links to some of these videos, send us an email, and we can, we can absolutely, if we don't put this on the website, email us, and we will send you a link to it and then put, or put it on the website for everybody. So if it's something that you people want to see, send us an email at e info at common man's common sense, and we'll put, we'll put it up there. Actually, in the description of each podcast, I've been putting all of these links. Oh, well, there. there you go. There will be a video in the uh, description. Boom, roasted. The police here are willing to work with us and cooperate peacefully like our First Amendment allows. Paul's that reversal. So, in case you can't, you, could you ascertain what he just said? Oh, yeah. What did he say? The police are willing to yep. work with us. Yes. Okay. As our First Amendment allows. All right. Okay. All right. Americans, under the condition that they will come and gather peacefully to discuss what needs to be done to save our country. Show us no attacking, no assaulting, and remain calm. Everybody, this must be peaceful. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. And that's it. 
And so there's a lot more hours of footage. This house is one of, one of the ones that I picked out to show you what actually was going on. But you can juxtapose that with the videos of the black clad people that were breaking the video. That would, and you don't see them anywhere in these videos. Once people in there are moving around, the people that were black clad that broke the windows are gone. They're not there. They've disappeared. So take that for what it's worth. But, um, but it's just like so many of the other things that we discussed, you can't allow... Like, even our listenership and even ourselves, like, sometimes, like, man, when you're inundated, and that's one of the things they do, they drone, they drone on and on and on about what their narrative is, and, and it's human nature. Again, some of those things start to become believable, even if you don't believe them in totality. Some of the, You may believe some of the semblances of what they're saying. That They still, to this day, just like, and that, that's one of the, the Trump, Trump tweets that I was going to read earlier, not tweets, rather, but what he'd put on his website that, um, you know, November 3rd was the insurrection. January 6th was the protest. And that's probably one of the most profound things he's ever put on, on in that form of media. Um, and it's absolutely accurate. For sure. But um, there's, and there's actually a new video uh, where Attorney General Garland is grilled on the, uh, the FBI's involvement on January 6th. And basically his answer is, well, we don't know. We don't know. So, but, and that's the thing, like you people are supposed to be in the intelligence community. We can write a book on things you don't know. Yeah. He absolutely knows, dude. When you say you don't know, that's affirmation of what you're asking. But I digress. Well, this is Common Man's Common Sense. You can find us on commonmanscommonsense.com. You can email us at info at commonmanscommonsense. We appreciate our call tonight, and we'd appreciate some more calls, especially uh, from people that disagree with us would be nice. Amazon buyer. (laughs) We're over that, though. Uh, Completely over it. Yeah, so. Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a nice day, night, evening, morning. We'll see you next week.